Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftRootSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. 
There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brewed Sports with Scott and Mike. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. The man behind the computer is Joe. It's Craft Brewed Sports. Scott, are you uh, ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Sure. <laughs> you pump out for <laughs> Deal. How's it going, man? Feeling it, good? It's a Wednesday. It's weird. It's weird. It's a Wednesday. Whenever we do shows the day earlier, it always seems so strange. Remember when Wednesday was two days earlier and it felt super off? Yeah. Now it just felt like Thursday all day. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it's going to be a real to. bummer when tomorrow's not Friday. Yep, when there's still two days of work left, it's like, oh, oh, that's not good. I might just have to call off. Screw it. That'll be fine. Uh, packed show tonight. Super Tons packed. that we're getting to, uh, but I will let you introduce our guest for the evening. Yes, tonight joining us is my good friend and Channel 9 traffic reporter <laughs> slash Cincinnati bang gal, Jacqueline D'Agostino. What's up, Jackie? Yo, what, uh, quite Thanks the for... intro there. Yes. <laughs> we do big on the intros here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, is... I was like all for the podcast. I'm like super pumped. And so are we. <laughs> yeah. We're this is only my second one ever. My second podcast of life. So Really? The yeah. first one that counts. Yeah, there you go. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since this is your second podcast, we're, we're kind of low quality. You got to get that mic a little closer. There we go. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for joining us. We, uh, we got tons of questions for you, uh, about being an NFL cheerleader. Um, I have tons of answers. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get to all that, let's talk about uh, what uh, it will go through some of the normal stuff on the show. Motherfucker of the week. Yes. Uh, and I'm interested to hear your vote on this one, Jacqueline, when we get to it. But your choices this week and the poll is live on our Facebook page. Uh, your first option is a dude from the New Zealand rugby team who kicked an Australian player in the face. Jumped right up for the bar. Yeah, like straight out of 300, just Leonidas style, kicked him right in the face, uh, knocked him out. He got kicked out of the game. Uh, and that actually led to Australia breaking an 0 40 streak against New Zealand uh, because that player got kicked out. Australia was able to win and break that streak. So New Zealand thinks there's some crazy conspiracy. Like, ah, they did this on purpose. It's like, no, bro. Dude kicked him in the face. I saw a, like a gif of it, and it or a meme, and it was like when your mom's not looking, and it was just like the guy like, <laughs> kicking him in the face. I was like, what is this? But pretty accurate. <laughs> That's definitely true. I can see my brother doing that to me. I go, oh, where's mom at? Boom, right in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't got away with that one even if mom wasn't looking. Uh, your second uh, option for a motherfucker this week is a, and this was news to me, they play college football in Japan. American football. Right? Yeah, yeah. which is really weird. Yeah. I had no idea, but this week found out that they play football in Japan. And, well, there was it was a defensive lineman. Yeah. Was that, yeah, a defensive lineman was caught on video chasing down a quarterback. And this is after the quarterback had thrown the ball. Quarterback's almost standing there. And the guy takes out the back of his knee. Dove uh, right at him. Right into him. Straight Bounty Gate style. Uh, knocked the quarterback out. Uh, dude has since quit football. 
I mean, I that's would, the best. I would too. Yeah, yeah. He, he's. No. But he, he, his defense is that coaches told told him to do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's if you're going to go out, that's the way to do it. Throw everybody under the bus and just bail. Like, I, <laughs> this is coach's fault. By the way, I'm out. See you guys. <laughs> I was just going to do it, man. You know, I, I didn't want to. They told me to do it. I don't coach's know. Coach's rules. Uh, I'm sure Bengals fans, that's what they're going to vote for. They're going to have that Kimo Von Olhoffen memory in their head. They're going to be like, I'm doing this for Carson. I'm voting this way for Carson. Well, that and they love them some meathead. So <laughs> they defend him. So they, they don't have any problem with, oh, dirty play. I mean, you know. It's all good. He's on the field. (laughs) There can only be one. So those are your motherfuckers. Yeah, those are your choices. Get those votes in. It's available on our Facebook page. Just scroll down a little bit and you'll see that. Uh, Let's get into the beer we're drinking this week because this is one that uh, we're pleasantly surprised to I've start with. I've never had it, and it smells awesome. First off, <laughs> it, it does, does have yeah. a really good uh, good nose, as uh, this beer snobs like to say. <laughs> this is Soul Drifter from Mad Tree, uh, 4.3% ABV, so it's a super light beer. Because I think like Bud Light's 4.5, right? Yeah. So this is even lighter than Bud Light. Take that, InBev. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good for people who like are they get scared away of craft beer because they think it's all just like super heavy, yeah. like really boozy stuff. And this is just a nice light drinker. Uh, this is summertime beer if there ever was yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. And this is their uh, summertime um, seasonal brew, Soul Drifter from Mad Tree uh, here in Cincinnati. So four point three percent ABV. Uh, it's brewed with New Zealand hops. So they say there's like a lemon and lime. Uh, over notes to it. I don't really uh, pick yeah, any not of that missing up. That. Uh, they did say there's a tart <laughs> strawberry finish, and that's pretty clear. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> where the smell Jacqueline is talking yeah. about comes in. It you can so smell the strawberries, and it's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> but here, once again, this is two weeks in a row now where we have a beer where the rating is kind of in the middle. This one hit at 53 on mm. rate beer and 3.5 caps, something like that on untapped. So another one that's just like right in the middle where people either love it or hate it. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see how we all take this. So Jacqueline, initial taste test. What do you think of this one? Oh, I'm like halfway through. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not really initial, but I mean, it's really good. I like it a lot. I'm, I'm definitely, I love craft beer. Um, I lived in Asheville before this. Oh so man, that's like, like a mecca. Literally beer city. I think there's the most breweries breweries like per capita in that area um it's crazy and there's craft beers everywhere sierra nevada is there yeah um but i really only like light craft beer which is like a very <laughs> it's small a, yeah that's a niche window. market right there. Window. <laughs> but i mean i really like this lot. i always go for the lighter stuff so this is like definitely in my wheelhouse so you're not going to get like the the barrel aged stout that's like 15 percent. i made i made <laughs> we should have done one of those mistake when i first moved there wicked weed is like oh this yeah really popular brewery i cannot say that word today brewery in <laughs> Asheville, and um i didn't know anything about beer when i first moved there and um, it's an oatmeal cookie stout, and I'm thinking mm. in my head, oh, might be all that over that. That sounds great, and I hate <laughs> stout, but I didn't realize that until I tried that because I was like, I had one taste, I'm like, oh my, what is this? Like, what did I order? Because I didn't know about anything about craft beer, you know? But you live and you learn, and you don't get the oatmeal stout if you don't like stout. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a good ease. He's into craft beer. Do not. That's, no, no, no. That's jumping in the deep yeah. end. So yeah, my take on this is a, a thumbs up. I like nice. it. Nice, uh, Scott. Your initial impressions so far so good. Um, super crisp. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, we joke about the lightness, but it is 
It can't get much lighter. This is definitely just a an easy to drink beer. I like it so far. Um, strawberry flavor, even though the smell comes off, isn't super overpowering, yeah. and it doesn't taste too you know over the top strawberry. So, um, initial thoughts pretty good. We'll Typical mad tree. There's a nice. Nice hop. hop to it. Yeah. It's like, hey man, can you can you ease up on the hops a little bit, Madri? Like, nope. just a touch, just a touch. Like, try one, <laughs> try one. That it's like, yeah, we're we're gonna go light on the hops on this one. No, they don't. No, Joe, what do you think, man? No, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Dynamite drop in, Joe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, breaking it all the way down. Uh, uh, by the way, guys, before we get into upper deck, share the show. If you guys share this, if we hit fifteen, Scott and I are gonna do. We're gonna open up this bottle of hypnotic. And do a shot of hypno. Mm. Yeah. Bud Light is four point two percent. Oh, four point two. Oh, so Inbev mm. got on the phone and said, "F y'all." <laughs> Still got you. Beat. That's why Joe's here to to fact check all of this stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into Upper Deck, man. All right. Well, Upper Deck is brought to you, as you know, by Minuteman Tickets, locally owned in Columbus, Ohio, by Scott and Matt, a couple of guys who are sports fans just like you and me. Minuteman does things the right way. No trying to order tickets from a robot or paying ridiculously high fees. If you call them up, you're going to talk to a real person and avoid all of those fees that the other guys charge. And Minuteman will even sell your tickets for you. So go on ahead and check them out at MinutemanTickets.com or give them a call at 614-943-3000. That's 614-943-3000. And get all your sports concert ticketing needs taken care of by those guys. Awesome Good dudes. dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Same brain. All right, it wouldn't be Upper Deck if we didn't start off for the third week in a row with uh, Tristan yes! Thompson's baby mama. The trifecta. Uh, <laughs> Kardashian's back in Upper Deck news this week, but this time, Chloe is uh, dishing out the punishment. She's not the butt of the j- joke this time. Uh, she's taken a beating in recent weeks with everything going on with Tristan Thompson. But Which is crazy because none of it is her fault. Yeah, no- nothing. <laughs> it's, it's all just been things that have happened to her. Um, but yeah, this week she decided it was time to clap back. So a fan at a Cavs game that she was uh, <laughs> attending this week at the playoff game was sitting in the a uh, few rows in front of her and was trying to do the reverse cam picture taking. <laughs> and, and apparently he was doing it for quite a long time. But anyway, he finally got a picture, posted it to Instagram, and had the caption, um, Issa Kardashian curse. Issa spelled I-S-S-A, in case you were wondering. Did he tag her in that? No, he didn't. Which is Wow, so how'd she find it? Had no idea, but Chloe did find this. And when she found it, she was none too happy. Her response to the photo was, quote, corny ass, you went to a playoff game, but were on your phone for almost all of the four quarters. Thirsty as fuck. Trying to get a picture of me. Dude, watch the game. We were all talking about how crazy you looked at the game acting like that. End quote. Good for Chloe. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually anti-Kardashian, it's whatever, but this is hilarious, especially, I mean, she's just there, minding her own business, went to the game, and this dude just just trying to be a big old hater and then well, I, I gotta well, like, imagine that he might might not have tagged it because he thought ah, I'll just do this yeah, it'll be gonna, funny to get away and then she totally one. found him I feel like he has a right to be a hater <laughs> I mean you know, sure you just, got a right to just, be a hater not even the fact that she's a Kardashian I, and I really like them that might not be a very popular, you know, comment, but 
<laughs> I feel like the whole like Tristan thing just really makes me angry. Like the day after it happened, I literally posted on Twitter, Instagram, good morning to everyone except Tristan. <laughs> like, did you add him? No. Oh, that would have been awesome. Have. That would have been awesome. It would have been even better if Tristan just randomly searched and was like, that's not cool. <laughs> but you and I mean, like, come on, dude. I know, I know they had a kid together, but like he did her dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just think it's funny that this dude. First of all, how do you think you're going to get away with that? Because he was, he did like the selfie cam yeah. and like did the over the shoulder. Yeah, he's doing like, one of these trying to get himself. You in. can see yourself in those right. in the <laughs> viewfinder. It's a big screen that then shows like and she. And if he's being all awkward about it for three quarters, right? I mean, yeah. She took yeah. notice. Obviously. Maybe that's why she was just like, I'm just going to search because I know he. He I didn't right. tag me, but it's up happened. there. She's like, I bet it'll be on social media somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Corny ass. What a quote. <laughs> Corny ass. You, you thirsty as fuck. <laughs> How are you going to, you're going to, like, clearly those are good seats. If Chloe's behind you, you have fantastic seats. He was right there. Game. Bayside. Wow. Baseline. How are you like, not? He was right there. Well, and I'm, I'm curious as to why they don't have security that's monitoring, you know, the situation there. So my, my boyfriend uh, went to a heat playoff game tbt um and so, and so but there was like fat joe like not even kardashian status like what is fat joe doing right now like fat joe jimmy buffett and he anytime he put his phone out they'd be like you need to stop you need to stop oh well, really yeah security was on it right and so hmm. it so buff, buff doesn't like his picture taken right so i'm like i'm shocked that they don't have the same kind of treatment i don't know maybe it's I, just because it's chloe they're like screw it yeah, just shaking. I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Craziness. All right. Well, this one, this next story is a little bit longer, so bear with us. And Jacqueline, I think you uh, you interned with the Golf Channel, right? I did. This story's right up your alley yeah. here. So this weekend at the Mid Amateur Championships down in Florida, uh, there was some crazy shit that went down. So bear with me again. The leaders, Jeff Golden and Mark Dull, were on the ninth hole when Golden asked Dull about the condition of the cup. Dull's caddy responded, don't worry about it. If you're going to make it, you're going to go around it. So there must have been something blocking the way. And the caddy says, don't worry, you're not going to hit that. So Golden then went to the tournament officials and said that the caddy's comment constituted giving advice. Technically, it did. Uh, And that's illegal and results in the forfeiture of the hole. (laughs) So so he he then goes two up uh, after nine holes, wins the hole without even having to putt because he's just like, hey, that guy cheated. He gave me advice and he's not allowed to. And they were like, yeah, you're right. Okay, you win the hole. Uh, So fast forward a little bit. There's a rain delay. Golden goes to his car to get a change of clothes and supposedly runs into the caddy. And the caddy uh, comes up to him, according to Golden, and says, by the way, I wanted to apologize, and then punched him in the face. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I saw where that was headed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, So... Then uh, the the storm passes. They go and they're on the seventeenth hole. And uh, Golden shook up after this incident in the parking lot. Says to the other guy who's uh, who he's battling for the lead, "Do you want to just forfeit the tournament?" And the guy was like, "No, I'm not going to forfeit." And Golden was like, "Fine, then I quit and left." All right. So now the match is over. This guy loses. Like he's sick. He's clearly <laughs> messed up. It gets worse because then he petitioned uh, the FSGA and said they shouldn't have accepted my concession. I was messed up in the head from the punch, so I'm play. I'm protesting this result. Oh I should have had the chance God. to play this one out. 
Police said there was no sign of any uh, injury. There's no sign of anything on the caddy's hands that would have said that he may have punched somebody. This guy went to the doctor, had a CT scan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Weirdest story I've seen, I think, in Upper Deck. Uh, and it's all because this dude tried to play super dirty, which... Full disclosure, I did that in high school. Of course you did. Uh, I was on the tee, and some kid hit a... We were on a par three, and the kid hit one, and I was like, that oh, was a good shot. What club did you use? And he was like, six iron. I was like, yeah, that's cheating. Uh, that's a that's a stroke. <laughs> Two-stroke penalty. Oh, my <laughs> God. Not you debated to- someone into... <laughs> wow. not, I wasn't very good. I had to do it very good. Gert, man. <laughs> This Dang, guy. Call you Patrick Reed. <laughs> I love Patrick Reed. Do you Maybe you? that's why. You're like yeah. the only person that I've heard that. Nah, like. he's like the official golfer of the yeah. show. Though. He's super, super what? awesome. No. Because he's petty. He's yeah, the pettiness. Well, petty. I mean, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> According to Mike, especially. <laughs> uh, there you go. So if you're ever playing against uh, a guy named Golden in Florida, don't. Don't just, take yeah, a shower with it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I just got that. Yeah, you got that. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, Real news here, though. Shaq, guys. Real real news. Launched the career of NSYNC. And I'm I'm serious, because if you Google members of NSYNC, Shaq's picture will pop up. But if you don't believe me, just listen to Lance Bass. LB. What's up, man? What's going on? Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard this morning, there's a, a story that came out. If you Google Shaquille O'Neal on, on Google, yeah. uh, he pops up as a member of NSYNC. Well, no, no, if you, oh. if you Google NSYNC members, Shaquille is one of the members now? Right, right. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of people don't know. Shaquille had a big hand in starting our career. Really? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we lived in Orlando, and our, our first place that we recorded at was his house. So oh. all of our first demos, no our first way. songs were all from Shaq's house. So, yeah, he I had ne- a hand in creating us. <laughs> I never knew. Yeah, I yeah never so maybe that. that's why it's on Google. No, no, but you know, why do you think the internet took Joey out and replaced him with Shaq? Well, I mean, who doesn't want to replace Joey? <laughs> oh, poor Joey. <laughs> wow. Solved again, Joey. Fat one. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a deep burn, Lance Bass. Someone got to go. Man. Sorry, Joe. Well, and if you think about it, you're not kicking out JT. You're not replacing yeah, JT. No way. They knew their what? meal ticket. Yeah. Lance is famous, so it comes down to Joey and the other one. Uh, the other one? <laughs> I feel like the other one should have been gone. I can't remember his name. That's, that's how low Joey Fatone is, that he's below the guy oh, nobody the, the knows. Other, I was going to say, the other one is the one with the little dreadlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The what? Weird, yeah. He had the weird ha- hair. You don't remember that guy? He was like a Minson? ponytail dread. Justin? No. And he had goatee. Not Justin. Not Justin. I don't know. Duh. I don't think I ever knew that dude's name. Justin, well. Joey, Lance. <laughs> not, I can't. Then the other guy. And Shaq. <laughs> yeah, JC. JC. Oh, JC. And Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris, that's, that's the dude yeah. I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did we forget JC? JC, Shaze, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had his face in my head, but I couldn't. <laughs> For whatever reason, his name didn't even, or his face didn't pop. Anyway. Nope. I didn't even realize he was a part of NSYNC, so he's, <laughs> he's also above Joey Fat One in this. <laughs> It was just three. It was Joey, Lance, and JT. Anyway, um, how has it gone this long? How is Shaq, uh, the master of all shit talk, never brought up that, like, yeah, I launched NSYNC? 
Of all the crazy, preposterous things that he throws you would think, out there. Yeah, you would think in all of his fights with Charles Barkley, this would have come up at some point. Like, or even with Kobe. <laughs> all those fights with Kobe, somehow it would have got brought up. And I had no idea that they were in Orlando in sync. Yeah, to yeah. launch their career. I had no idea. Yeah. And I'm from that area. And, and also... <laughs> I'm like from Daytona Beach. I had no idea. Who, who, I, I don't remember who they were signed with originally, but what kind of record company didn't have... You know, or they, if they were like trying like to get studio. on one, yeah, have a well, studio. Maybe it was like <laughs> we have to go to Shaq. Maybe it was like demos, like they were cutting their demos there, and just some small time manager was like, "I kind of know Shaq. He's got a studio in his basement. Want to record at his house? I mean, if somebody was like, "Hey, we want to cut a demo. Can we come to your basement and record it?" I'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool. Go for it, man." Also, I need to hear Shaq. Like, I need to somebody to ask Shaq about this this week. Like, <laughs> I need to get his thoughts. Do you think this all started like the whole thing with Shaq showing up as a member of Insync because of the whole thing with Charles Barkley with him saying Google me? Do you think people it were could. like, Maybe. "We're just going to inflate this so that it says that he's a member yeah. of Insync," so that if Charles Barkley Google's him, it shows up that he's a member of Insync? Your wife says that JC's hair is terrible right now. <laughs> yeah, they were just on Ellen in sync oh, was, they? and I feel like I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, the hairdresser. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> we have Shaq to thank for in sync. That's the moral of the story. All right. Well, uh, for anybody who travels for work, you guys can relate to this story, and it's kind of nice to know that it happens to uh, even the most. The, the richest, uh, most powerful <laughs> team in baseball. Uh, so Wednesday, the Yankees were scheduled to play the Nationals in Washington. <coughs> Fuck <them. laughs> But the what? game was delayed, and it was eventually rained out. The Yankees had a 10 p.m. flight to Kansas City scheduled on Delta, but that flight never took off. So there was Aww. a combination of bad weather, mechanical problems, Aww. and then the dreaded, uh, the FAA says you can only uh, work so long if you're a flight crew, so this flight is now canceled. And they canceled the Yankees' flight to KC. Uh, since it's kind of hard to find a hotel uh, that late at night for an entire baseball team, the Yankees were stuck sleeping in the terminal uh, and uh. spent the entire night in a Delta terminal in Washington, D.C. <laughs> those, those poor millionaires. Those they were probably in the Sky Club, let's be real. Well, that's true. You yeah, know, they're like gonna they were be, not on the, on the bench. Yeah, I would love to see it, though, like just at the gate, like, uh, judge trying to sleep on those little tiny chairs that are at the gate. Did, was Judge able to get both of his front teeth through? Or <laughs> no, he had to check those. The, the gap that's, in front of that gets checked. There. What? Oh, <laughs> that has to be wrong. checked. That no. doesn't. That's not. It doesn't fit in the carry-on bin. No. Okay. <laughs> I think the Kansas City Airport is like bad juju because I've heard bad things about that airport. I've never been. I into had it. a the, the only time I've had a flight delay. That, well. Mm, Almost the only time it was like six or seven hours, and it was because there was a tornado in Kansas City, and I couldn't leave. I'm like, I'm never coming back here again. Should have rode that thing right out. Could have visited Oz. I knew you were gonna go there. I knew you were gonna go there with that. Thank you. All right, the next sound I got to download for Joe. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, missed, missed that one, Joe. Uh, the Belmont Stakes are coming up on June 9th, and uh, Justify has a chance to go for the Triple Crown after winning the old Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the what's the other one? The uh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I only know Kentucky Derby and then the other two. Yep. This fair. is one of the other two. Yep. These are these are the Joey Fatone and JC of horse races. Yep, they are the ones nobody remembers. But anyway, you know the Preakness. Come on. No, I mean I know it exists. I just I never remember the names. It's like the Kentucky Derby, and then there's the other ones. Yeah. Oh, the Preakness. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> uh, one horse that's looking to ruin uh, that is none other than Gronkowski. Um, 
a horse named after the douchebag for the New England Patriots, <laughs> owned by that same douchebag. Uh, the horse partially, opened up at uh, yeah, well, partially, whatever. Uh, horse opened up at thirty-five to one odds to win, but the line is moved, and right now Gronkowski is running on the sixth month, the ninth day, and is sixty-nine to one odds to win. <laughs> When asked for comment, Gronk giggled like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> you know, because he's he, a child. You know, he tried so hard to get that push to sixty-nine to one odds, and you know that he's betting There's... like sixty-nine bucks on it to win because that's Gronk. <laughs> no, he'll bet like he'll do what that baseball player did uh, for the Indians and bet like sixty-nine, sixty-nine, four twenty, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a complete child, but apparently so are the odds makers. The odds makers I can, I can see went Gronk, along with it. I can see Gronk betting like the eight zero zero eight one three five, the old calculator trick from grade school. Turn oh, around, I forgot about boobs. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like getting flashbacks to being like ten years old. Well, I mean, you've got this dude over here conning on the golf course, so leave it to him to bring back up the old calculator trick. <laughs> Reliving his glory days. <laughs> uh-huh. Just don't tell me what club you're using. That's all. It, that's all it comes down to. Uh, yeah, this story's weird. Just because I feel like Gronk did this, it had to have been. He yeah. had to have had a hand in this. Yeah, no, there's no doubt that there's somehow, some way, he's. They, it's all tongue. Do you think he's yeah. just sitting in his house giggling for yes. real? Like oh, no, I no, feel 100%. like he's just no doubt. He's such a. Meathead. I'm trying to think of a nice word, but yeah. <laughs> no. I got you covered. Jacqueline Clown. being diplomatic. The most, Clown. Yeah, the most important aspect of the story is that the Belmont is on my birthday. Oh, there you go. Your birthday is 6'9"? It is. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Thanks. <laughs> all right, let's uh, close out Upper Deck because uh, with this story. If there's one thing we love on our show, it's bringing the petty. Uh, yeah. And this week, we've got a great example of it. Last season, the Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA beat the LA Sparks to win the title. Uh, so during their practice, they kicked off the season this week, and uh, Minnesota played LA in the first game of the season. During their practice, the staff at the arena... Uh, in Minnesota turned on the video that they were going to play during the ring ceremony later on. (laughs) So LA is sitting there warming up and had to sit through the audio and video of the highlight reel of Minnesota's championship season where they beat LA. And just during their shoot around, you just hear in the background, the cheering and, uh, you know, talking about how great the season was, uh, Super petty. Uh, I absolutely love this story because you know they're just going to ignore it while it's happening on the court. Like they might not even come out of the locker room right. yet. And they were like, no, we're going to make sure you see this. <laughs> uh, we're going to play it during practice. <laughs> I wonder how bitter they were. Well, they were super bitter uh, and they ended up getting the last laugh because the Sparks did win the game 77 66. So last laugh yeah. goes to LA. Yeah, but. They didn't get the championships. So still, still ain't got the them rings. <laughs> Congrats on the first win of the season. I know. Mm. See you at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Upper Deck, brought to you by Minuteman Tickets and Petty WNBA teams. And Shaq. <laughs> and Shaq. Shaq launched our career, too. <laughs>
That's the story I'm going to tell people someday. We like started start off, off in his basement. Yeah, we were yeah. recording the shows in, Orlando, in Shaq's basement. Florida. Yeah, it was never Mike's basement. It was always Shaq's. <laughs> we just had to keep quiet about speakeasy. it. Speakeasy. It's the speakeasy. <laughs> I'm going to get a just a cardboard cutout of Shaq to hang out down here from now on. Like the one off Home Alone of Jordan. Yes. <laughs> we can put him on a just train like and that. moving around in the basement. All right. Well, that got weird. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, Jacqueline, uh, thanks for, for joining us tonight. Uh, we're super excited to talk to you because you are an NFL Cincinnati Bengals cheerleader. Yeah. And a traffic personality in the morning. <laughs> Don't forget, man. Yeah. Don't shortchange her. I watch it every morning. I, thanks. I, I, She's I just not all pom-poms and good looks, man. <laughs> Don't reduce her. <laughs> Oh, hey. Yeah. Jacqueline, what club do you use on par three courses? I don't know. I'm, he's just I'm, trying to set I'm, you up to, yeah, to take a stroke. Because he's a cheater. Yeah, he is. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who don't know, Jacqueline was also a Florida alum and was on the Florida dance team. Hmm. Go Gators. Hmm. Yes. My my wife, loving Kentucky, was oh. the, that was the first thing she's like. She's like, Jacqueline's the one that went to Florida, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's like, it's weird because when I first moved here, I didn't realize that. You know, I'm like, why is everyone in Kentucky stuff? You don't. It's it's right down the street, kind of. You know. So yeah, I didn't. When I moved yeah. here, it was the same way. I didn't. I'm like, realize. why are there SEC fans here? And then you like put two and two together. Literally, the entire state of Kentucky likes UK. Yes. It doesn't matter. And it like, bleeds right over the river. And they travel very well. Yes. I know that firsthand. And they are interesting. What's your what's your <laughs> least favorite SEC team? Oh, and well, I feel like I have different for basketball and football. Okay, that's fair. So basketball, I would say it's probably UK. And that's just personal because I was there, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Like 2010 to 2014. So 2013 and 2014, we were pretty good in basketball. Like we were SEC championships were us both times. We were that just back and forth. Bradley Beal, right? Bradley Beal and um, Anthony Davis, the mm. eyebrow man. Yes. So <laughs> I've seen it up close and personal. It is something. <laughs> that sounded weird. I mean, like, I mean, like I'm just gonna let it sound like, oh, yeah, hey, courtside, like I'm doing. Hey, AD, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, anyways, so, so, so that's your basketball. What about so football? that's basketball, mainly out of jealousy, obviously, and that's it's, yeah. because it's always been back and forth, back right. and forth, and same thing for football out of jealousy, just Alabama, like. Come oh, on, dude! Man. It's like, oh, like, Saban. I'm sure he's a great coach, but it's just kind of like, again, like how many national Both of those fan can bases you win? are very similar. They're that's all. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're very intense. That's a risky yeah. thing for you to say. It is. You should have just texted that to me and had me say that. <laughs> they're, passionate. they're passionate. They're so. passionate. Yes, that's what I meant. They're very passionate and love their team. Right. So, but I mean, I've. Uh, you know, Florida Gator fans are also notorious for being kind of annoying. So, well, I'll tell no, you, well, I I'll don't tell believe you who, that. Though, yes. Being up here, who has a problem with Gators fans a lot, and then magically, oh no, uh, we love uh, is Ohio State fans. Yep, Ohio State fans were super jealous, and same reason because they lost a few times, and then but then in, in, immediately embraced Urban Meyer as soon as he came up. Oh yeah, like, oh we always loved you, always mm-hmm. loved you. And you're also in a tough spot because Cincinnati fans don't feel too hot about Florida football after uh, <laughs> the the ass kicking they took uh, to Tebow um, when Brian Kelly left. So they really don't. So you're in a really yeah, tough spot here. Tough spot, and and Ohio State like. 
I just, I'll, yeah. So Ur- Urban <laughs> yeah. Myers, Urban Myers' last um, season was my freshman year. So it wasn't like a great football season, and he kind of said he was going to leave to spend more time with his family and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like kind of sketchy. And then a year later, or so he takes the Ohio State job, which, from my understanding, it's his dream job. He's always wanted to work Ugh. there, whatever, whatever. Just be honest about it, dude. Like, don't don't give us the whole you want to spend time with your family thing, yeah. And then go off and take this job. Like, just be honest about it. So I feel like that that's heart why people condition, man gets yeah. you every time. <laughs> he had to go to his daughter's volleyball games. Like why yeah. people like you know. I, that's that's why I'm so bitter. And then you know they won a national championship. Then, it's so. like just admit you suck at golf. Don't ask a guy and try to bait him into getting stroke penalties. Or no, I admit know? that I suck at golf. That's <laughs> okay. why I cheated. That's, I'm I I said that during the story. Yeah, I suck. That's <laughs> why I was like, you. I need two more strokes off of this dude. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> so, what's the biggest difference from going from the Florida dance team to an NFL cheerleader? Um, so I think the biggest difference is. Having a full-time job also, it's just like, (laughs) and just being a little older, like when you're in college, you don't have a full-time job. That's your life. You know what I mean? And you are, I mean, there's more practices, there's more things to do because that's like collegiate team. And then obviously once you get to the NFL, just in general, obviously it's more of a a job. And I mean, the team aspect of it is still the same. Like I still have great friends here that are pretty much like my family after just being here for a little over a year. So that, that aspect's the same, but just the stamina, even though it's, it feels just as hard, even though there's only two or three practices a week versus four or five, you know, just because I mean, you're older and because you're working for eight hours and then going to practice, like you can mm-hmm. go to class, take a nap, you know what I mean? And then you're just yeah. chilling, not chilling, but not that college isn't hard, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, There's just a lot more downtime. Every, yeah. Like everyone on our team has a full-time job. So that just adds in like an extra, you know, it's just different. And then I think way. on top of that, and you know, you can explain this a little bit more because I don't think people realize all of the other stuff that goes into it. Like I think people understand, okay, yeah, they got to practice because they got to understand the routines and right. then they, they know about game day, but there's other things that you're, required to do as a part of the team, uh, like different events and things that you have to show up to. Right. Uh, so the, how much time does that take? The up? cool thing with the events is that they are voluntary. So you're not really required well, to do them. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. They made you do that. That's no, no, cool. no. So you, and I know there's been stories out there. Like we have to do X amount of hours from mm-hmm. other teams saying they have to do X amount of hours of volunteer work and things like that. Ours is just kind of like send out an email. If you can do it, great. If not, oh, it's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I just like doing it because I think it's cool just to kind of be out there. And I'm not from here, yeah. so I, I like being able to explore it in another capacity. Because obviously with news, we do a lot of stuff, but it's just cool to be able to do things in the community just in another, you know, in another role. Um, so, yeah, so our required practices are two days a week. Usually it's 7 to 9.30, game week it'll be maybe three times a week or seven to ten so three hours long um wow that's right. a lot on top of working right so it's it a lot and it's, which, that goes pretty late i mean we yeah. have to work Ooh. the next morning yeah. <laughs> 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 are you all right yeah. Yeah. i didn't realize <laughs> i was so close jeez <laughs> I think I my son I, fell upstairs. I know. I was like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to reenact that golf story for you guys. You know? <laughs> Anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, the practice schedule. And then also during the summer times, we'll have extra ones because it's also different versus college for me is that um, in college, you kind of learn things as you go. So yeah. like the week of the whatever basketball game you have, you learn that halftime dance like that week and then it's over. 
Here, mm. you pretty much learn everything like all in the beginning and then oh, have wow. to maintain that and do oh, it throughout wow. the season, which is kind of an adjustment because if you're used to just learning something and right. throwing it away versus, you know, doing it. Do that. Those cumulative finals are brutal, man. Well, what's what's funny, I mean, that's kind of, that kind of mirrors the transition you say from college for like the players. It's like, oh, you know, you're going at a certain speed and then the NFL speed is completely different and it changes. Like, I wouldn't think about something like that. And again, not knowing that you just do the one dance and then throw it away versus doing it all the way through. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. And so basically all the dances that we have, um, so we have different dances that we do whenever they're playing like just candid music, mm-hmm. like whenever there's a, a timeout or timeout or there's a commercial break or TV break or whatever. Anytime that the DJ is playing any sort of music, we have to be dancing or moving or something. And those dances are completely different than what we do in the end zones. Like mm-hmm. the end zone, end zone dances are completely different. So there's um, probably, I'm trying to think maybe like 10 or 11 different ones that we'll do. Um, like during the game when there's just music playing from the DJ and then between the quarters and the end zones, those are completely separate. So uh, what's the, when it, when it comes to, and this was a question that was brought up in, in a a Facebook group uh, from Brock. He mentioned that like growing up and and seeing kind of like grade school cheerleaders and then high school cheerleaders, the job is more to like pump up the crowd and get them involved in the game and cheering in the game. But at an NFL setting, you've got the stadium blaring speakers, you know, they're, there's somebody controlling like uh, a chant through sure. the, the stadium. So uh, how much of an adjustment is that for you to adjust from like, okay, it's my job to get them going. And now it's, all right, it's my job to just sort of keep them in it. Um, Would you say that's like a fair assessment for, for an NFL? I don't know. Trailer? I guess it's obviously like if you're at a high school football game, the crowd is a little bit more manageable and contained <laughs> and it's less, you know, you know, <laughs> it's, it's less more Bengals on fans? you to, to hype it up than being at a huge state NFL stadium. So I get that. Um, and they're definitely trying to implement like involvement more. Like we have signs this season yeah. that kind of try to get people more involved and stuff. So I get it. It is, it is different, but I think your role as an NFL cheerleader and it's like this in college too, it kind of goes so much outside of the games. If that makes sense. Like yeah. you're almost like an ambassador for the community in addition to being there where I said, I feel like in high school, I mean, yes, you can say that, but it's, it's just more, apparent you know once you're at the the at the professional level that you're doing all of these things like out in the community and just we have you know different events that the Bengals put on like recess in the stadium which basically is you know like it's like a health expo that is free for kids to come and they can come and um you know run a 40 yard dash and do all these activities on the field and that like makes their day for all these that would kids make my day you know what I'm I mean yeah so man. to be able to <laughs> Yeah, so to be able to be on the field for those little kids and just do that um, and for us to be a part of it, I think being involved in that way is almost a not I don't want to say a bigger role, but it's definitely just as much of a role yeah. as it is just being in the game. And don't get me wrong, like being in the game is awesome, but that's just a whole other part of it that I think is, you know, very strong when it comes to being a pro. You're kind of doing things out in the community in addition to, you know. It's like connecting with fans on yeah. on that level aside from just not, you know, trying to hold up a sign. It's, it almost becomes the reverse of what you see in like college and high school where college and high school, that's like the focus is being in game. And now that's just the added part to it. Whereas it's sure. the exterior stuff. It's just, I think important. it's just more, um, more involvement outside of the games too, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. 
Well, another Facebook question. This one's from Jerome. What's the wildest thing you've ever seen at an NFL game? And I mean, NFL games are completely different experiences yeah. than I'd say just about any sporting event. The, at least American sporting event, because I know some of foreign sporting events can get pretty rowdy and crazy. But NFL games are nuts in person, and you don't get that on TV as far as like the atmosphere. And I yeah. mean, there's just so many drunk people and stuff. So what's, right. <laughs> what's the craziest thing that you've seen? I have, sure a, good, I have a good story a for you. Um, yeah, so like even in the SEC, they don't serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. And obviously people tailgate and stuff, but it's way different when you just can walk up the stairs and get it and people are a little crazy. Um, so the <laughs> Christmas game, how we had a Christmas Eve game, my parents were in town. It was their first Bengals game and I was super excited to have them there. It's my mom, my dad, and my younger brother. And um, every quarter we shift uh, corners, so you rotate throughout the stadium. And it was the la- the fourth quarter and this guy is so drunk like he's like pointing and saying like i love you like to I'll, you know like whoever all of you guys yeah <laughs> so just whoever's in his kind of like fingers way so and the security guard's like dude you have like you can't do it because he was like hanging a leg over a side of the <laughs> railing and they're like if you do that one more time we're gonna kick you out so he was christmas this, eve mind you christmas eve. <laughs> and this was a guy who um it happened to be on the side where my parents were sitting on that side. So I finally got to be in front of them. My, and my mom, my dad, and my younger brother are like a row behind him. Oh, so I'm like talking to my dad and this guy thinks I'm talking to him. And so I'm trying to motion over and the security guard's yelling at this, at this drunk guy. My dad thinks the security guard is yelling at him. And oh he's like, God. and the security guard is like, I'm going to kick you out. And he's like, what? And, I, and then I go to the security guard. I'm like, hey, that's my dad. And he's like, well, your dad's being crazy. And so, like, we're talking about different people. Oh, and then we finally put two together. And I was like, that is not my dad. I was like, I was like, my dad is behind that man. Oh. And then I think that guy did get kicked out because he was trying to jump, jump over the, you know, the wall and go on the field, which you cannot do. <laughs> Yeah. It's usually frowned upon. Right. So, uh, but I, I like think, you know, when something's like really awkward for a moment, I think back to that and I'm just thinking, oh my God, that security guard in that moment must have been like, oh my God, your dad is crazy. Yeah. Like, this is your dad. Yeah. But we, you poor child. We figured it out. Your dad has been harassing the entire team all game long. Yeah. But we figured it out. I was like, I'm sorry, that wasn't my dad. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, That's my dad. Hilarious. He's still here. Yeah. And that was the last game. So we just, Ended it on a good note. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Going out on top. Bye. All right. Quick questions from the group. These are okay. these are very important, uh, and you are going to be helping to decide a lot of debates with these. Oh, I'm nervous. Tiebreakers here. Plain cake donut, yay or nay? Plain cake donut. Mm, I'm going to say no, because mm. I do like the glazed blueberry cake donut. It's Boom. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and ever- <laughs> Get Welcome to Flavor Country. I say corn. And every time there's donuts in oh, the newsroom. I got a good Jacqueline story, oh, speaking of which. Like, I feel like we have the same taste in donuts. Yeah, well, we, we have, have the same taste the in same... food that's yeah. in, the, in the newsroom. But the other day, her, Nero, and I are talking <laughs> at Nero's desk. And I just casually had said, just as a joking thing, or we were talking about, you know, not eating the crap in the newsroom. Because there's always something. Yeah, and I had said, you know, uh, I've avoided that stuff and dropped a little bit of weight. 
And I, I was like, you know, it stopped from saying, oh, look, there's food at the news desk. And Jacqueline misheard me and thought I was actually stating, hey, there's food at the news desk. She's like, where? Mid-conversation. I was like, no, that was false alarm, Jacqueline. But like, good to know you're on top of it. Like, the, the reaction was so instant and genuine. Yeah. Like, where? It's like high alert. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was proud of her. That's awesome. All right, well, another food question then for you. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Boom! <laughs> Suck it! This has been Craft Food Sports. This has been Craft Food yeah. Sports. Yeah. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll uh, tune in next week. We'll be. Uh... Yeah, we'll tune in next week where we'll <laughs> never... Mike off after finding out he's a cheater and not believing that a hot dog isn't a sandwich. I've never heard anyone say that. It's, it's bread. It's bread and meat. <laughs> Stupidsville. It's bread and meat uh, together. There's, uh, I no. guess, but nope. I just feel like a sandwich is th- that's it's vertical. You can eat a hot dog you know? that way. Why? No, I mean, no. You can you though? You can also eat a sandwich no. not vertically. Yeah, you ever hold a sandwich sideways? No, yeah, no, no sure. You don't, you don't you eat can. a sandwich sideways. You, <laughs> you can. I'm no, just saying you can. You're done. It's like, possible. These are supposed to be quick be, hitters. You, <laughs> you have been proved wrong. Quick hitters. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Oh God! All right, fine. That's fair enough. Um, the, I think those were the only debates we had okay. to settle. Anyways, all right. Well, so do we get to the heavier topic? Because obviously we've, we've skirted around eyes. things yeah. enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, hot dogs. By the way, anyways, there's been terrible things. Like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, if you follow the news, um, everybody Which kind of do. sort of knows. Yeah, like, you know, Jacqueline and I do from time to time. Um, there's been the whole. thing thing with the Washington football team and the recent news about how their cheerleaders were treated allegedly on a trip to, was it Puerto Rico or? Somewhere tropical, I don't remember. Yeah, somewhere for, for a photo shoot. <laughs> and there's all sorts of different things that ha- happened while um, they were there, according to them, as far as being escorted out, maybe, and asked to be topless. All sorts of crazy stuff that you yeah. know most people wouldn't think that would happen to NFL cheerleaders. So... Have you ever experienced anything? Do you know any other people who firsthand? What's what's your experience with that? And then after we get past that, like, what are your opinions on everything that you heard from that Washington case? Um, yeah, so let's just give a little bit of background on the whole calendar shoot thing because I feel mm-hmm. like people. I mean, you're like, what? So obviously all the teams do uh, calendar shoots and their bathing suits and stuff. And this story is. It happened like what ten years ago? I think it was. It's it yeah. didn't happen recently. It's, yeah, yeah the, it wasn't recently. The um, incident itself coming been, forward yeah. recently. Right, right. So and now more teams are just staying in town to shoot these photo shoots. But ten years ago, it's very typical to go to a tropical destination. Some some pl- teams still do. So like Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, they're in like the Bahamas right now. But mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on the team. So, but it was definitely more common to go to some tropical place, Mexico, Bahamas, whatever, to shoot these uh, calendars. And basically all these calendars are, um, they're made because they all have sponsors. Mm -hmm. So whether that's local companies or whatever, so they're, who's actually paying for it to get printed sponsors that'll help, you know, pay for the trip for the team to go. So these alleged these men or, or sponsors i believe i believe they were mm-hmm. part of yes. the sponsors that helped pay for yep. the calendar yeah. and a, some of them like season ticket holders and stuff yeah, like that yeah and so yeah. apparently they were invited and um things got like creepy and weird um i've never experienced that to be completely honest i was not in our calendar last year um just kind of a personal thing and 
we're not required to do that. So I can't really speak for any other teams, but at least here you have the option of not doing it. It's totally up to you. And it's not like frowned upon. It's just like, Hey, if you want to do this, you can do it. Most people do, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. And so I just, I didn't do it. Um, but I mean, I think I still think if you want to, why not do what you want? Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so that's that. And they're my opinion on it. I, so I've never experienced anything, anything like that. Cause I was never in it and I haven't heard any stories of anything like that. And not last year, but the two years prior, our team went to Mexico to shoot this calendar. And I've never heard anything crazy like that. Like it, it was the team and the coaches that were there. And that was kind of it. It wasn't, there was no other, you know, people invited. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, there's, probably some truth to these allegations or I mean, no one would probably make that up. Right. It's terrible. Um, and if, and if it is true, I feel like that's, that's horrible and needs to be addressed and, and it's just a terrible thing. So, um, I don't agree with it. And I feel like if anyone on an NFL cheerleading team is like put in a position like that, where they feel uncomfortable or feel like, you know, quote, like an escort, like um, immediately you should, not be an, ever be in that situation in the first place. I feel like that's horrible. Somebody brought up a, an interesting point about this and, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. So we, we know that like, obviously, and you mentioned it, all of the NFL cheerleaders on the Bengals squad, they all have uh, a full-time job. So this right. isn't something that it's like, this is my primary job. This right. is the only thing I do. So it's, it's more of something that you do for the, the love of cheering. Um, so when it comes to situations like this being brought to light, why do you think these girls would stick around? Cause it, you know, again, this happened like 10 years ago and they're just right. coming forward now. So why is it that if something like this is happening, do you think they would, they would stay in it and continue to cheer for the team after an incident like this? Right. And, and I kind of have, have had those same thoughts too, but I feel like maybe some people might think just as in any other job that if they speak out, it's going to be taken away. So I, I definitely think fear might've played a factor. I also listened to a podcast from the um, woman who was on the saints team who made all of those allegations and, and, and everything that happened with them. And she had said um, her take on it, why she didn't speak up or anything was because her dream was to be an NFL cheerleader. And she just didn't want that to be taken away from her. So, um, she never spoke up or felt like, you know, that she could until recently, you know, when she feels like with, you know, the me too movement and everything happening and, and felt like finally she was able to speak up about it. So I, I think people wouldn't speak up because I mean, yes, even if some people want to chalk it up as a, a side job or it's not your real job, it's, uh, it's a lot of people's dream to do that. Yeah. And so if mm-hmm. they can, it's a once in a lifetime experience. It really is. And I feel like even if it's just for fun, if you love it, you want it to be, to be taken away. So, um, but I'm glad that women, you know, are feeling that they can speak up on things like this because they've gotten to a safe enough spot where they can say no one should, no one in any workplace, whether it's part-time, full-time, whatever it is, should feel that way in my opinion. So I feel like if it's good that they, you know, 
finally feel like they can they can speak up about it. And it's there's a story that just came out today too uh, about the Texans, Texans cheerleaders mm-hmm. uh, who another are, lawsuit. Yeah, who are suing the team. It's not to the same degree as Washington and and what mm-hmm. happened there, but they were saying that coaches were like verbally abusing. Yeah, telling girls I can't believe it. Would you put on your freshman fifteen? And then they told one girl she couldn't mm-hmm. straighten her hair uh, and that she'd be replaced if she did. Uh, like yeah, crazy things like that. Uh, have you heard of any? thing you know that that may have happened along those lines not necessarily that extreme but kind of that feeling where you're like so never kind of messed up yeah never like from a coach or anything like that or an employee altogether I've, i've never experienced that but um even going back to college like it was, and it's, and it's, it, it really is just kind of in the dance world. Like if you're auditioning for a team and everyone has their own style, their own look, a lot of the times they'll tell you like, Hey, you're expected to look like that for the whole time you're on the team. And that was something that, yeah. <clears throat> I can I, never put my hair down. Come on, like, man. <laughs> when I was in college, they would, they would, you know, say, Hey, like we like this look or we like your hair like this. And they would tell you how to do your hair and, and what to do and, and things like that. So, and I feel like in, in the dance world, that's kind of common. That's common in terms of teams. I, I feel like, and then not even speaking about NFL, just yeah. collegiate from a collegiate aspect. But I also feel like also in dance, it's you know, a uniform thing. So some people don't like that. Um, some women have to cover their tattoos or, not wear a piercing or, or whatnot. Right. They kind of feel like, <clears throat> I didn't even think me. about that. Yeah. Right. I didn't either. So they kind of feel like, Oh, well that's me and I shouldn't have to do that. But a, a lot of people, you know, in, in the dance world, it's about being a team and uniform. And that's the aesthetic, you know, art of it is just being uniform. So growing up, I've, I've, I've always, you know, experienced that too, where if you have a tattoo, you usually have to cover it. You have to wear the same earrings, the same, you know, we wear the same, the same jewelry and stuff like that, but it's just to look like a team and it's part of the uniform. So as far as like hairstyle goes or color, like if you want to dye your hair a certain color, like so be it, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. makes you feel great, like dye your hair that color, who cares? As far as weight goes, that's crazy. And it drives me nuts because what is Oh, don't get me started. Like, and <laughs> if you're, you know, I, I hate the, the theory or the thought that like, Oh, you're an NFL cheerleader. You have to just be a stick or you can't eat anything or right. blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like it's, it's just about being the healthiest, like best version of yourself. Really. It, it truly is. And, and they'll tell us that in practice, so like, it's not about starving yourself or it's not about, you know, not eating or being, hitting a weight. That's good. And I yeah. know that there's, I mean, right. There's been articles in the past about the Bengals yeah. having like, Oh, girls have to have uh, a, a weight, you know, leniency weight and whatnot. And, um, I can tell you that I've never done that. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never been like, Oh, told you have to stay within this weight. That's never been said to me. Um, and I don't think it should because it's not about being like a scrawny, skinny person. It's just about looking best for what's your body type. Everyone's yeah. body type is different. So you just have to kind of embrace it. And, you know, it's obviously they want you to be healthy and fit. That's part of being an athlete. And and some people will be like, oh, dance and cheerleading is not a sport. Well, I would say a lot differently. <laughs> I don't. So, know, and, I don't. Uh, I don't know how people make that argument ever. Like, no, if you've ever that, watched I, I a dance team, of it's competition unreal. because right. a lot of people make it because they say that unless you're competing to win, it's not a quote sport by definition. Nah, I made that argument when I was 
like a high school kid or right, you know, just <laughs> right. dumb and didn't really know any better. And was, you know, oh, girls, just standing there waving pom poms. And then, to be honest with you, though, when I was in college, I had never really seen and I didn't know that they had those. In ESPN, it's not like it was ever televised. So it wasn't until right. ESPN started televising some of those dance competitions and right. those cheerleading competitions. And I'm like, whoa, that's like actual. Well, when you see some of the stuff, stuff that's I mean, going on, yeah. it's like, how, how yeah. is that even possible? And it's, as soon as like I'm like, flips and shit. Oh, I can't do any of that. Yeah, they're totally sport. Yeah. Like, that's... It's like UDA, UCA, NDA, all of it. And a lot of the teams in this area are really good. So UK is like national mm-hmm. champions in cheerleading. Louisville is national champs in dance. The Louisville Ladybirds, they had a, a show. Um, and then UC is also incredible at competing. They're very good. So, I mean, if people, you know, I mean, I know people that can kick their leg to their face. So if you want to say like an athlete can't do that, like that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You can say that. <laughs> But I don't agree with it. So it's crazy. (laughs) Uh, We got to take a break real real quick here because we got to 15 shares. So thank you guys. Uh, Sorry, I got on a tangent. No, 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 you're fine. fine. No, this is great. Thank you for delaying this because it's hypnotic and it's disgusting. Any rush to take her hypnotic shot, but thanks for the shares, guys. That is so gross. Hypno and hops goes down so That is so disgusting. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow, called out. Yeah, that's for asking. That's a two stroke uh, penalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for cheating. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so, Jacqueline, um, another thing that came out today was the story about the NFL now imposing uh, fines on teams for kneeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Scott, relax, relax. Uh, we actually, real quick, before I ask the question, mute his uh, mic. <laughs> <laughs> somebody asked me today, they were like, are we going to get a Scotty doesn't know because of this? I was like, well, we have a guest, so probably not. Uh, but, I thought about it earlier when we were talking about this. What is that? In the chat. Oh, Scotty doesn't know? Yeah. That's where I rant on oh. something and riff. When I get really passionate and upset about something, it yeah. gets super fired up. About There's it. a it's lot of swear segment. words, and then we uh, we yeah. put some music behind it and just let <laughs> release, it roll. Release the hounds! <laughs> But yeah, no, Scotty doesn't know this week because we, we have a lady and we have a guest. So, so one of the the things that uh, that I'm curious about because the way the this policy is now stipulated, it's any team personnel that disrespects the anthem. So not even kneels, just disrespects the national Whatever anthem. They define that. Yeah. Now can be the team can be fined and the team can find that person being part of team personnel. Uh, so I guess first of all. Are cheerleaders considered team personnel since they're on field and uh, you know part of the organization? And then right. on top of that, do you think we'd ever see a cheerleader do something in solidarity with the players like that? I don't know. You know, I had um, who did I have a reporter from I think it was the New York Times that had reached out to me a couple months ago and was wondering why. Like, hey, I want to talk to you about why like cheerleaders haven't done this at all. And I kind of said, you know, Hey, as a journalist, it's something that we're covering. It's not really my place to yeah. put in my opinion mm-hmm. and interject. So I, I, I respectfully declined your, you know, the interview, but I ended up reading her article later and, um, some former NFL cheerleaders had said kind of the same thing, not the same thing, but in regards to the whole afraid to speak up or afraid to differentiate, yeah, that's kind of what I figured because that. they don't want to be reprimanded for it. And they, and I, I wish I could remember, um, the team that the specific woman was on, but she had made the comment that, um, 
she had felt like she was more disposable and, you know, in comparison mm. to Colin Kaepernick or, you know, which I mean, even so, you know, any, is having a hard time finding a job himself. Any player right. is and much so, more of a, a commodity than a So she felt that yeah. she could be replaced instantly right. and that if she were to do anything that was kind of differentiating or take a knee that it would, she would be, you know, punished for it. So, which I thought was an, int- I never really thought about that. So I yeah. just, I thought that was an interesting, like a viewpoint. Uh, it makes total sense. I mean, <clears throat> when you see players getting disposed of easily, I mean, if you're in any position, I mean, imagine if you were trying to be like a, right. a security the, guard. Right, you're or, the ball boy. Right, yeah. Like, you're like, hey, look, I need this job. Right. I mean, and not that the players don't necessarily need their jobs or whatever, but I, you know, I, I can't say that I would be in a hurry to make the stand. I'd be like, hey, bro, we support you, but uh, <laughs> I got bills to pay. So, <laughs> and I mean, if you're talking about a cheerleader where, you know, they're talking about, hey, like- we didn't speak up when we felt like we were in a position where we were getting, you know, harassed and all this stuff, but it's our dream. I ain't about to throw away my dream for a, a, a protest topic either, right. no matter how strongly I feel about it. Because, I mean, if you work so hard to get there and you know that uh, there's a billion other girls that are knocking down the door to do the yeah. same thing, like, yeah, I support the issue, but I can't really do anything. <laughs> right. I'm away with these problems. Has there uh, has there been like a policy that you've you've seen from the Bengals squad they that like to they've you told you guys it? specifically? No, because the the Bengals seem to be a team that are kind of on the forefront of no, we're we're standing like like an arm in arms if you want to, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, we have it. I mean, we have like a typical you know rundown of what we do during pregame into the national anthem, and it's just that's been par for the course it's never been like don't kneel don't do this it's never really you know hasn't come up Mm -hmm. which is i mean you know but you know what's funny though let's do a follow-up after now that this has come out let's do a follow-up next week and see what they say after next practice because i'm sitting there as you're answering that question and it's like yeah it's never come up i mean i bet that it's never come up in anybody else's mind too Hey, what if other employees just started doing things like this? Like, what yeah. if the cheerleaders did? Like, they probably have what if never the even beer vendor just yeah, like <laughs> took a knee like yeah. during the national anthem and was walking up the aisle and just like, oh, hold on a second, yep, time out. I got to sell this beer. I got to take a knee. <laughs> I mean, I bet they haven't because they obviously they are blindsided. This has never happened before, so they're completely blind. Yeah. There's no right. there's no protocol for this. So I mean, I think about scrambling. how how long it's taken them to kind of get all of these rules and regulations out for just the players. Yeah, right. You know, they're not prepared to think about anybody else. (laughs) They're like, Oh dear God, don't let that happen. (laughs) This has been a nightmare. Please don't compound it. Man, I want to see every beer. The cheerleaders start talking about doing that because we'll get rid of all of them. We'll get rid of everybody. It'll just be players. There'll be no fans. Just everybody's everybody's like the Cleveland Browns. There's no cheerleaders. Automated TV cameras and the players. That's it. Joe's face bringing that up. Too soon, Um, bro. All right, Jacqueline, I have a uh, a very tough question for you. Okay. So you danced for Florida. I did. You cheer for the Bengals. <laughs> which is... Oh, you're fine. That's fine. Joe, uh, <laughs> Scott does that all the there. time. <laughs> uh, which is worse, the Gator Chomp or the Hootay Chant? <laughs> why, are you, why are any of those bad? I, I actually... Uh, the Hootay Chant is the easy answer here. I, I always like it. I, was gonna go, I always like it. it? I don't know. Hootay, Hootay, Hootay. They stole 
it. I it's just, stolen. I just don't like it when people say we day when they say it back. I'm mm. like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> I, I always enjoyed the, the gator chomp, too. Yeah, what's wrong? I don't know. I played a lot with them in NCAA. I know. That's why I don't like it, because whenever I never played with them as NCAA, so the only time I heard it was when they scored, and it pissed me off. So I hated that shit. Plus the, plus the whole uh, largest bar or tailgating party in the world. Isn't oh, that? Florida, Georgia. Yeah, Florida, Georgia. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I was like, support I that. All That's four awesome. years, and I will, probably will never go back. <laughs> Is it a shit show? It's just like a long day. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And the thing about, like, I love the Jags. I grew up a Jags fan. And that stadium where it is, it's kind of isolated. There's not really anything near it. They, they moved the game there. I thought that that game it's was always, always for, been there. No, I didn't realize that that game was there. I thought it was always on Florida's campus. No, no, no. It's in Jacksonville. Oh, see, yeah. I, mm, I never I realized that, that they yeah. moved that game to Jacksonville. Uh, no well, idea. I mean, at least it's been in Jacksonville since 2014. I'm sure. I think it's always been there. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, no, I always thought that game was just played on campus. Yeah. It's not like the banks where you have all the bars and you can walk around. It's kind of isolated. So to get there. <laughs> you sound like sports writers when the, when the Super Bowl was in Jacksonville. And I was like, this place sucks. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing I mean, here. The fun, yeah. I, in my opinion, the fun part about Jacksonville is like the beach bars, which are so far. Away from the stadium. From the stadium. And so... Ubers are like three hundred dollars, and just the logistics of being there is just a lot, you know. Mm. And I love the Jags. But One of I our mean, listeners, Rate, wants to know: Do you identify more with being a cheerleader or a dancer? Oh, good question. Um, personally, <laughs> I think don't inflate his ego. <laughs> yeah, Rate <laughs> sucks, but <laughs> solid question. I feel but... like there's some personal beef here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he sucks, but. Um, me personally, a uh, dancer, I did both, uh, growing up, but I started with dance. So I started dancing when I was 10 and then I didn't do cheerleading until I was in high school. So oh, wow. you just, I just grew up dancing. I did it for, you know, since I was 10 up until I, I think I did, I started cheerleading like 14, 15. Um, and then I danced in college, but there's girls on the team. We actually had one girl who cheered at Loyola and, um, she knew, knew, uh, what is, what is, is it like sister, sister Jean? Jean? Oh Yeah. Wow. Like she's got pics with her and stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and so, but she was a cheerleader and strictly did cheer, and so she kind of associates with that or identifies with that more. Right. So it's kind of a mixed bag. But just for me personally, since I started off dancing and that's my initial foundation, I feel like that's kind of what I identify with. I guess Frankie wants to know what the uh, favorite stadium is that you've ever visited. That could be college or professional. Ooh, let me think. I don't know. I think I'm kind of I am kind of partial to the Jack Stadium because they have a pool. Like you, nice. you can have like a pool party. It's like in, in the end zone. It's really? Like, yeah. Wow, they got. You've never that. seen videos of like the um, Jacksonville Jaguar mascot like diving in belly flop style. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville games. <laughs> well, you should this no, past no. year. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw the playoff game and then they disappointed me against <laughs> the Patriots. Best quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about Let's that already. <laughs> all right, uh, well, let's. Do you want to talk some NBA? Are you following the playoffs at all? I mean, I 
I have total faith in LeBron James. Like, I don't care. He can do anyone's... And, you know, I'm a Magic, I just, I'm I, a magic fan. I'm now a friend with Jacqueline. She may have hated me for cheating in golf, but uh, now... I was going to say, I was like, you weren't before? How dare you? <laughs> no, it, it, she's now on oh, my yeah. side, because... Also, do a gator chomp to, sh- to yeah. show your support. I'll, I'll I'll critique the technique on your gator chomp. We'll see how it goes. Can, it's okay, wrong. It's, it's oh. right arm up. Just like oh, I was, I was just say, even I knew that. I was like, I didn't know that. Wrong way. I'm left-handed. Woo. I don't know. Are you? Yes. That You're explains. Wrong-handed. That is explained so much. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. This I, wait, I seriously didn't know. realize that was like that feels right. awkward. It's like in front of your. Face. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, yeah. I didn't even know. I, I, I don't. I can't even do it correctly with my left way. arm up. How is it? Wait a second. Is it that weird to you to do it left-handed? Because I, I can do it right-handed, and it's still I mean, fine. I don't. It doesn't. How feel is this right. the weirdest thing? And it's funny because I don't think I ever like officially knew that. But before you even did it, I was like, oh, you just. I just know this for my Instagram story. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of ridiculous. For anybody listening, they're like, what the fuck is happening right? now what? so wait you the way yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. come on right no i can do it i understand but i can also do it left-handed like oh, how do you yeah, not like yeah why do you why is that weird to you it's the same I thing i don't know it doesn't work it's because it's think about it if you're trying to like take a if you're it's in front of your face you're trying to take a picture you know what i'm saying you just Blocking. turn the other way no like why is this you're weird bro. you can't take a picture from this side no. weird is weird <laughs> All right. Anyways, I guess I lost Jacqueline's friendship again because of the <laughs> lefty. Fail. Jesus. Yeah, I railed the gate. Uh. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong. What was the initial question, though? I don't NBA. know. The NBA. So currently, the Celtics are winning 47-35 with about four minutes left in the first half. Mm. Well, I'm not worried. A lot of time left. A lot of time left. We did say at the end of last week's episode, we were like, we called both it. of these series are going to be 2-2 two to two yeah. by uh, Wednesday. We and here we are, 2-2. Two to two. Uh, in the, the East, doesn't really... Nothing's really changed because no home court advantage has been taken nope. away. Everybody just held serve. But in the West, Houston actually was able to take home court advantage back, which is a little bit more of a story and a little bit more of a, an impressive series than in the East where it's just like, uh, home team's doing what home teams do. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but Cavs and six. Cavs and Warriors, Warriors and six. Warriors and six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like I said in the yeah, I like I said, I so when I was in college, like when I really started paying attention to the NBA, LeBron, it was like the trifecta of like LeBron, Wade, Bosch, and Miami. And I was like a huge, uh, yeah. I mean, like I, South Florida is a whole other world. So if you grow up in Florida, you don't identify with South Florida teams necessarily if you're from mm. like Tampa, obviously, or Orlando, because. It's like another state. It's like its own world. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not really like a South Florida fan. I grew up in Daytona Beach area, so I'm like a Jags, Magic. I do like the Braves. Yes. Because, I, I didn't even mention that, that right. Jacqueline and I bonded almost immediately when she started because yeah, of the Braves. Because Jeff Francoeur was like my childhood crush. And <laughs> Go ahead, two. roll your eyes. No, Scott's I, I'm not rolling my eyes. Scott's I mean, like, yep, right. I do, Jeff. Continue. Oh, well, what? <laughs> but they do spring training in Orlando at yes. Disney. So yeah. like, we're kind of far from the Rays, far from the Marlins. So that was almost like our there, home team. I was going to say, there is a lot of, especially before... The, the Rays came. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Braves fans in Florida because of spring training. And well, all and that. like Atlanta's a, a f- five hour drive right. from it's where not, I am. That's it, no, so. not too far. No, but no. Yeah, when, before right. the Rays came around, they were, you know, the team. Because again, nobody's associating with South. 
South Beach, where which is where Miami which was. Which is also five hours away. Right. So and so like, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. And Miami sucked initially. So. But so anywho, obviously, like out of jealousy from the other Florida team or basketball team being awesome and having to go to school with tons of South Florida kids. Like I was over the heat. I'm like, don't want to hear about it. I don't care. But I do really like LeBron James as a person. And I, I, I think it's awesome you, that he you, went back. You to wish him who's, good morning when you wake up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good and morning I, to everybody, including think, LeBron, not Tristan Thompson. Yes. And like hashtag loyalty. Like he was like, I'm going to the Cavs. I'm going to win it. He, wherever he goes, he's great. And he, he has, I also read, he has more, is it play to hours in the playoffs, him alone than the entire like Celtics team. I believe that. I mean, yeah. in or playoff minutes. He in fairness, playoff minutes. The Celtics team is like all rookies this year, right? So that's, but all of them combined, he has more. And I'm like that. He's one person. He's. I mean, I mean, it's he's mostly, been in the league for like it's mostly your boy. It's mostly your boy Al Horford holding it down for right. all of the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, everybody else. This is their first year in LeBron. They're all like, yeah, I'm logging. I'm up to like four <laughs> games now. Yeah. They just got their Fitbits. LeBron's been rocking it for a while. Well, whatever. Uh, I, I like LeBron, and I'm not worried about him. Uh, who's <laughs> your pick to win it, LeBron or? Divided loyalties with Al Horford playing for the Celtics, though. I like how you just said, because I said this, too. I was talking to my boyfriend, and I was like, so who's winning, LeBron or the Celtics? Like, I didn't say <laughs> oh, the yeah. Cavs. No, it's, it's not the Cavs. It it's too. LeBron. You're yeah, like, yeah. So who's going to win, LeBron? That's, yeah, that's how it goes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's LeBron and the other guys. Yeah. The LeBron and the Le- Cavs. LeBron is the Timberlake of that. The Cavs are the other guys. Yeah, it's like so that. funny you mentioned that. LeBron and Kevin Love. LeBron has 14. Kevin Love has 10. Uh, the rest of the team has 11 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so well, LeBron, the, the, LeBron is JT, Le, LeBron and the Kevin, Kevin Love is Lance, now 13, sorry. and the okay. rest of the team is the guys you don't the remember. The other guy. Uh, the guy with the bad hair. That one. LeBron and the Pips. <laughs> uh, what about the Western Conference? Do you think uh, the Warriors or the Rockets? Um, so, I... I I prefer the Rockets only because, like, I'm like, uh, I've seen. St- I like Steph Curry, I do, and Kevin Durant just kind of annoys me. I feel like he's a traitor, <laughs> and he just went. I mean, so also topic of conversation that I've had is like, uh, for whatever reason, I just feel like I'm like you. Oh, you're a, a traitor. You just like went to the winning team. Like, what a cop out. But if you think about it, for any other job, it's like he's going to a better place to get more money. It's what the average person does. What the average person does. But I'm holding it against him because he's an NBA player. And why is that? I don't know. But you and and most everybody's like, oh, it's the easier path. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Same. If you're going to tell me my job's easier and I'm going to make a ton of money, uh, yeah, cool. I'm in. And you're like at the the, the, high school golf, so we know which (laughs) route you're taking, bro. Two stroke penalty. So I don't know, but I'm just like I'm like I've seen him there before. I'm just kind of like over so you it. want the new flavor, but who yeah, do you yeah. think is actually going to win? I don't know. I feel like it's I feel like it's going to be um, Steph and Kevin Dur- and yeah, Katie. Y- you know, yeah, yeah. Warriors in six. Like, I just feel like he just has so many clutch like threes that you just can't. <laughs> Cut my mic. Cut my mic. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> it took me a Joe second. And Scott, like, oh, what a- Joe and Scott have a bet. Uh, it, 
whoever loses the Western Conference Finals, Scott has the Warriors, Joe has Houston. The loser has to bong a beer. Uh, so there's a side bet going on in addition to their picks to win it all. Gotcha. Uh, lots of shots and bongs that are going to be going down on this show in the next coming weeks. It's going to be all the bongs. Sh- it's going to be a shit show. Uh, uh, hockey talk. Should we? Uh, let's check in on on the Stanley Cup final. So Vegas has clinched it. Vegas is in five, the final. 500 to 1 odds at the start awesome. of the season. That's such How a good cool story, is right? That's amazing. It's in, well, I was talking to uh well, I was talking to Jason earlier, our coworker Jay about Fair. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we were talking about uh, why I switched from yeah, I wanted earlier in the season I had predicted eh, Vegas just as a funny bet to get to the final. <laughs> and then they did. And at first it was more, oh, it's cool because they're an expansion team and uh, they're plucky. And let's see how long this can last. Good to, use of plucky. Good yes. <laughs> and it switched to, hey, I want this to happen because I think it's hilarious that all the long-suffering <laughs> NHL fans of like Toronto and the <laughs> Islanders and all those hardcore NHL cities are sitting there looking and they got to be thinking, Fuck me. We haven't won the cup in years, and Vegas shows up in their first year. Gets all the cast off. And are right now the favorites to win the cup. Like, I love, I'm, I'm here for the pettiness yeah. of it all. Like, I love that story. So, go Vegas. Win well, let's, it all. let's check on the Eastern Conference. Even though Joe picked them to win. Uh, Joe did pick them. Uh, my team is still in it, Tampa Bay. Game seven going on right now against Capitals. Uh, Joe, give us a score update on this one. So with four minutes left in the second period, the Capitals are up 2-0. It's that 2-0 curse. Here it comes. Here comes Tampa Bay. Yeah, but the other day they were up 2-0 and they just (laughs) never scored. Tampa Bay hasn't scored in a while now. Yeah, they're in trouble. Uh, I always refer for, you know, I'm I'm like Florida, I'm not not necessarily a big hockey state, if you know what I mean. No. Yeah, we've noticed. (laughs) So I mean, like, I'm like, oh, they're from Florida? Cool. I'm like, not really a... Once upon a time, the Panthers existed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, RIP. I'm going to, uh, uh, since I thought Tampa Bay lost in the first round, <laughs> You're doing I'm sh- just going to concede this loss to the Capitals. You're literally giving me a do my ache, shot this, right now. This is going to be funny post show when they come back and win. He just took a shot for nothing. And it'll be punishment for thinking they lost in the first round and not fair paying enough attention. I feel like you need a Tums. Like that is a lot of nasty stuff. It's disgusting. Oh man, it's so gross. Also, be better. This is a better option for you. I mean, it's a it's, part it's of a, punishment, a punishment. So I mean, yeah, I guess. But I don't know. It's there are worse cruel. <sighs> we like that to do so cool things to one another. There's still some left. <laughs> See, no, there, right, oh, there is right there. on. It's like your ba- the backwash. Ugh. Finish that. Uh, yep, that's disgusting. <laughs> Make sure you use your left hand there, champ. I did. I right, good that's for you because I'm left handed. Uh, um, you guys, you want to do consumer can it? Sure. I'll do consumer can it. Brought to you by Tavor. This week's beer was not brought to you by Tavor. This week's beer was brought to you by a liquor store in downtown Cincinnati. <laughs> but uh, the segment is brought to you by Tavor. They're yep. amazing. If you guys want $10 off your first shipment or your second shipment, go to our website, craftrootsports.com, click the sponsors link, and you can sign up through us, and you'll get a $10 credit after your first beer. This week, we had Soul Drifter by Madtree, 4.3% uh, session ale. Capitals up 3 nothing. Glad I did that shot because no, <laughs> Tampa Bay is done. Uh, Jacqueline, uh, let's start with you. Would you like to consume this beer or can it and never have it again? No, I would definitely consume it. It's really good. Nice. I really liked it. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I'm done. Right <laughs> 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 the point. Mic drop. I was gonna say no effing around. Scott, consumer candidate. Mm. Usually when I see Mad Tree, I told Joe before this show started, I'm like, moving on, because it's uh, just Hop City, and I know I don't want any of their beers. this one's not too hoppy, I don't think. No, it's not. It, I mean, it's fine. It, it's not <laughs> terrible, and it, it's light. It's easy drinking. I mean, if I was going to go Mad Tree, I'd go this. Mad Tree does have a couple of other good ones. Obviously, they've got... Uh, the uh, Dreamsicle. So. Dreamsicle? That so, is my favorite. That is... Ooh. That that Dreamsicle's right there is beer. easily the crown jewel as far as I'm concerned for Mad Tree. They, I know do, most they do Thunder Snow, it. right? That's their beer? I've yeah. never had Thunder Snow. Is that the winter one? <sighs> yeah. I've seen it, but I've good never done brew. it. It's a good brew. What kind is Jacqueline it? would hate it. Uh, it's a stout. Stout? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that I makes sense it. because... Thunder Snow. I also don't dislike that racehorse <laughs> because because I bet on him last year at the Kentucky Derby and he did not finish the race. So that just has bad juju written all over it. Well, there you go, Thunder Snow. <laughs> F him. Uh, but yeah, no. For Soul Drifter, I, I enjoy this one. This is a consume for me. Uh, if I was ever gonna have a Mad Tree for a second time, because I've had a, a bunch of Mad Tree that it's just one and done. Where I'm like, oh nope, too hoppy. No thanks. And we had the. Psycho, the IPA, the Entropic Theory. Yeah, and it was that was super hoppy. But uh, no, this is a consume for me. Solid beer, like I said, easy drinking. Although I will say that strawberry after about the first couple sips out the window, and it's gone. pretty much just an IPA. Gone. It smells like strawberry, yeah. and then it's just gone. Joe, uh, you're the, you're the IPA guy in the show. Well, it's not an IPA; it's a blonde, right? Which is also weird. But I definitely have to agree with the ratings. This is definitely a middle of the road type of beer, for sure. If it's handed me, I'll drink it. I'm not going to go out of my way, but it would be a consume. Mm. I'm going to be the dissenting opinion here, and I'm going with a can on this one. Dang. Uh, it's been a while it's, since Mike. Mike does not can too many beers. I don't can too many beers. It's not that... And, and can I, this one? Yeah. It, I think the problem is I come into it expecting some of that strawberry flavor, and like you said, that it's gone, and it's just yeah. all hops. And I'm like, this is a blonde ale. I don't want a ton of hops in a blonde ale, yeah. and it's just too much. It's too hoppy and for the I'm type saying. of beer it that it is. being this yeah. IPA. And I don't think I don't, it's a bad, but it's just... A, a, Easy drinking. It is an easy yeah. drinker. This is definitely one that you can have a six pack and probably still be fine. Uh, but it's also like eh, there's just nothing that calls to me where I'm like, oh shit, that's the redeeming quality. It was all the just fifty three rating is on point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is a very much take it or leave it beer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I guess if you're if you're looking for something hoppy and light, this is a good choice. If you're looking for something with a strawberry flavor. At first, yeah, for for a <laughs> sniff, uh, that's this is the one for you. But I'm I'm canning this one. Um, mm. I, I'm trying to be harder on beers. That's I think I've been way too. Your New Year's resolution. <laughs> yep. yep. As we get into episode 100 and beyond, I'm like I'm gonna be tougher on these beers. No. They're not just gonna skate by anymore. Hey, here's the it's other a new problem. sheriff in town. I'm also not drunk on this one, which tends to give me more consumes. Where I'm like. <laughs> good consume the shit out of this but this one i'm like i'm still sober i'm gonna can it so there <laughs> i still know what's happening there's the real truth i didn't get whatever this was 14 percent ah, maybe i might consume it if this was 14 yeah. i don't know, I have to back off because i bet it would taste Frank, awful frankie said that's the hypno talking <laughs> 
that's fair enough. That's a good point. Jacqueline, thank you so much no, for joining we're not us. Yet. I got one more question. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, we got the hey, polls. We real got, um, real quick, bad. though, yeah. just real quick. If you were the czar of cheerleading in the NFL. Is that a position? <laughs> no, I just created it. <laughs> okay. If you were, hypothetically. Okay. What would, that you, what would you do to make cheerleading just across the board so that we didn't hear any more of these crazy stories? Like, what's the one thing that you would say, you know what, they need to change this so that it's just better across the board, no matter what team you're on, whether it's a different, that you could say this experience is streamlined yeah. across the NFL. And I think that's a tough question just because there's so many different problems that are popping up you right. know and different teams and so it's hard to be like this is good. one thing is gonna fix it all but i do feel like creating an atmosphere where any woman involved feels confident and comfortable is like a one priority you know i mm-hmm. think it needs to be very apparent what the goal and the intention is on the team like hey this is about you know having fun, having a a good time, doing what you love. And there's no stigma with how much you need to weigh or what you need to look like or, and things like that. I think that's an an important um, bar to set in that regard, but just never just making sure that nobody is in a situation where they're feeling uncomfortable or setting rules where someone has to leave a bar because a player walked in. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's a fine line sometimes because you have to think about it that, it's not a full-time job. It's a part, it's part-time and mm-hmm. people do it for fun and things like that. But I still feel like at the end of the day, it's a job, it's employment. So take it for what it is. And mm. I just think being able to kind of, <clears throat> I guess, stray away from that culture and that negative stigma of like NFL cheerleading and, you know, also with people saying like, oh, well, we should just get rid of them. I read a USA Today, Today article. Right. I can tell you that I don't think that that is the answer at all. I don't think that women who are pursuing their dreams should be punished for other people's actions necessarily. Right. Yeah, that's such a horrible way to approach it. Right. Like, just, oh, you know what? Just, just get, get rid, rid of it. it. We're right. not going to fix the problem. We're right. just going to get rid of it and forget it ever happened. Exactly. So, yeah, like, I don't like know. Send them guys to the locker room instead <laughs> of, you know. Like, I don't know the exact answer, but <clears throat> I feel like as long as you, <clears throat> excuse me, cultivate a positive culture around it and just embrace, I mean, it's a, it's a great thing. It's not, mm-hmm. and I feel like you have to also take into consideration <clears throat> that it's not just you know, being on a field and it's so much more than that. It's doing things out in the community. It's being a a role model for younger girls in whatever area you're in. And so I feel like really putting that priority on that, but I can tell you that the answer is not to just do away with it and sweep it under the rug and say, you know, forget about it. So I, like I said, I don't know the perfect answer, but I think that's a good place to start. I think your your <clears throat> comment earlier summarizes it perfectly. Like people should stop thinking about cheerleaders as just like, oh, they're just at the game dancing and think of them more as ambassadors to the team. Yeah. And that once you get that mindset, it kind of takes it as as like, okay, these are these are people who are representing the team to the community and it, right. it becomes a whole different thing. And I'll share one one more story, not to get like super lengthy on you guys, but I did I read an article um, it was from a former uh, Texans cheerleader, I believe, back in the 90s or something. And she was kind of sharing just a counterpoint to like, hey, I know there's all this negative stuff coming out, but like I've had a really great experience. Here's what I think. And one of the points in it that really stuck out to me is um, she was saying, 
you know, just kind of emphasizing on the community involvement and what, when it kind of clicked for her is that she, um, or I think it was, um, was it Titans? I can't remember the specific team, but it was the, a lot of the times the appearances they'll be out in Westchester or they'll be mm. far away and like an hour away. And, mm. and they're not always necessarily in the Metro area. And her appearance was whether maybe like an hour away from her home. And she was kind of like, Oh, this is so far, but I, you know, I volunteer for this, whatever. And it was just going to some like random business to give out free tickets for the games and mm-hmm. stuff. And and we've done that here before too. Like if you, you know, for a, you know, the home opener or whatnot, and there was um, a family and they had a, a younger boy and he had brought a poster and had asked her to sign it and was like, Hey, can you sign my, my, you know, Texans poster or whatever. And she was thinking in her head, like, why am I signing this? Like, I'm just a cheerleader. Like, what does he want me to sign? I'm not a player or anything. And she was making small talk with them saying, Hey, are you going to go to a game? And, and he says, he's like, no, you know, we probably can't afford to go. So we go to all of these, um, appearances hoping that we meet anyone involved whether it's the mascot whether it's the cheerleaders whether it's the player and we just get a signature from anyone we can get because that's the experience for us and so i read that and i was like wow and and it's true because it's not like the ticket the tickets are free they're kind of pricey especially if you're you know living in new england or something it's they're expensive so it's like just knowing that you could be a part of someone's experience if they aren't privileged enough to go to that game is like everything. And I, and I thought that was a really cool, um, just like an eye opening, I guess that's way to look that at I would it. Never. No. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't put the that only connection that some fans have to the team is right. those type of events. And so it's that's like, kind of amazing. it's kind of a, right. a cool, like a cool thing. She was like, Hey, if I'm me, what I'm thinking, like just a cheerleader, I'm the only interaction potentially that this young kid is going to have associated with this team for maybe this whole season, maybe the next couple years. So if, if you can be a part of that, like, I think that's really special. Um, and I think it's just a different perspective and another, a good, a good story to kind of emphasize how important those little things are about, you know, going to a Mike's car wash and giving away free tickets. It's just more than that. And I think that people don't realize it, but that there is a, a bigger responsibility with it than just, you know, what some people like to say, dancing on, on the right. field and in your, you know, little outfits. It's more than that. <laughs> you know, it just is. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah, I, yeah that's fantastic. I, that's an awesome story. Yeah. I feel bad going to the poll after that. Uh, no, no, here's your motherfucker of the week. <laughs> Who sucks like, more? As, as awesome as that was, it's like, hey, by the way, there's two shitty people that we're voting on. Uh, who is shittier? Who's the bigger shithead? Uh, Sorry, we gotta switch gears. No, this, okay. this week, your options were uh, the rugby player who kicked a, an opposing player in the face, or the Japanese college football player who uh, sought out the quarterback and. Uh, Targeted him and took him out of the game, uh, and then, and then blamed his, his coaches. Um, let's let's go, Jacqueline. Who's your vote for who? I'm is going shittier? with the rug the rugby player because that's just like I don't know. That's just like downright nasty. You're just kicking it's someone in the face. Awful. Yeah, that's also my vote. I am also yeah. going for whatever that guy's mm. name is. I looked it up before the show and can't it's, remember. Yeah, it's true. It's like uh, some. I think it's Nabuda was his last name. Um, it, all right, you went after the guy's knee, and that's a terrible thing to do, and he's, he blew out his knee. It's awful. Uh, but if you're kicking someone in the face, that's your face, man. You just got – and those are cleats. That's a bad move. I'm definitely going with the rugby player. I went with Japanese football player. Of course you did. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to be? I don't be? know, just because oh, you, okay. you don't like to agree with me on anything. 
No, we usually agree on motherfucker of the week. We do actually. We, we haven't disagreed, but I, I just thought it was crazy. One that Japanese college football exists, yeah. and two that not a reason to pick them. For me. No, it's not. But the fact that it's these MFers are playing football over there. This is bullshit. <laughs> Who said they could do that? No, it was more the ball is gone off the quarterback's hand for, you know, a good three or four seconds before... That play was almost over. Yeah. Bam! Getting completely wiped out. I mean, he was completely taken out without seeing anything. Like, he didn't see this dude coming, and this dude is huge. Quarterback's not very big. I mean, it was just all those factors that ended up that I thought, that's the dirtiest thing you'll ever see, even if the coach has told you to do that. Someone tells you, and your conscience might have to kick in. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna go that far, coach. All right, uh, Joe, give us the update. Where is the vote as of right now? Who is the motherfucker of the week? With a 79 to 21 percent football player. It is the football player. I knew it. I knew it. He kicked him in the face, though, man. Yeah, but people get kicked in the face every day, B. <laughs> Bruce Lee style. <laughs> okay, so not Bruce Lee's on, but yeah, well, it's unreal. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you so much for, for having for me. Thank out you with for us. This, yeah, was this was so super fun. awesome and eye opening too. I think a lot of people learned uh, quite a bit about being an NFL cheerleader. And, I th- and yeah, and Scott and I talk about it too. It's just people. I don't think they make assumptions to be mean. They just don't know. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, yeah. educate no the masses. Yeah. So thank you for doing that, uh, hey, guys. Next, gotta do this again. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I'm always, I'm always down. As well, Thursdays I do have practice. No, Usually, wait, we'll, we'll figure but, it out. Yeah, though. yeah. All right, yeah. next Thursday, skip. Because we are going to do our live 100th episode. episode. We made 100 uh, episodes. We're be at, uh, Taft's Unless one of us dies in between now and then. So we'll only make it to 99. Oh, uh, wow. I, I got it more gets dark. Uh, but that is next week at Taft's Brutorium, 8.30. Come hang out. We're going to have some giveaways from Minuteman. Uh, that's going to happen. Yes. Our buddy Wayne Memmott is going to be hanging out with us. He is uh, we're having guests. Super we're having giveaways. Super it's entertaining live. guest. It's going to be a good time. Speakers Lots of good beer. Taking they got, over. They got good pizza. Uh, it's a good time. So come yeah. hang out, Test Reporium episode, one hundred episode. Good Who Lord, what are we doing with shit? our lives that we made it this <laughs> oh far? Uh, as always, you can follow the show <laughs> at Crafty Sports. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. Follow Jacqueline at Jacqueline D Og. Uh, we've <laughs> retweeted her and tweeted her out. So follow Fine. her uh, and. Uh, Check out the show. Share the show. We appreciate everybody chiming in, giving us the questions. Thank you guys so much, Jacqueline. Thank you again for being a part thank of it. Thank you. It's Thanks, my Jackie. bedtime. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, NFL. <laughs>